Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Oh, man, Aaron's going to make me cry. Back to uh, when we were with uh, Galloway and Company back in the day. That was some of the music. Uh, and John Mashota used to listen to that show. Uh, he is on site in Oxnard, California, and uh, from The Athletic. Uh, John, are you, uh, let's see, what time is it? I got to do my math here. So it's uh, 321 where you are. Is it a little warmish at this point? Are you are you in a full pullover situation or uh, or is it, I mean, you're a little inland there in Oxnard. Give me a little weather report, please. Pretty amazing, to be honest with you. I'd say it's mm. probably around eight, low 80s. Mm. Um, and then the closer you get to the water, a little bit cooler it gets but i have no complaints at all i uh i'm enjoying it greatly and i hope they stay here for a long long time have you seen the water yet you're a guy who likes to get in the room you like to work it hard at camp you like to be in that tent you and archer and the rest of the group uh, will you at some point will you actually get out there to the beach perhaps put a towel down Maybe jump out in the waves a little bit, or will you not? Will you deny yourself that? Oh no, no! I actually got out here uh, last Thursday and oh, uh, hung out for a few days. You know, went went to wow. an Angels game, checked out Shohei Otani, and uh, spent some time down by the beach. You know, just kind of uh, settling in. So yeah, I've experienced a little bit of that. I had places for you to visit. Tell me if you're going to do these little excursions, okay? Because <laughs> there are certain places I would send you, like around Santa Monica and stuff that you might not be thinking about. I'd say, hey, go see this place. There's just some different places that I love along there. Now, did you get to see the great Otani uh, the night you went out there and, and Shohei, like, uh, in the flesh? And did you start to imagine what he might look like? In a Texas Rangers uniform, <laughs> although you're not a you're a you're a Detroit-based kind of guy, you probably grew up a Tigers fan, I would assume. Um, what do you? Uh, what was it? What was that like, man? Though being around, seeing Shohei, uh, that that's got to. I mean, honestly, that's the best ticket in sports right now. Uh, in baseball, I should say. Uh, you know, you it was Aaron Judge, but I, for my money, I'd almost rather see Shohei because he can pitch and hit. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I went to the I went to that game the other night when he pitched, and I went to the one against the Rangers uh, in Arlington when he pitched, and I went to one last year when he pitched. And it's only I've just gone just because it just seems so rare what he's doing that I'm like I'm just going to take this in because I just don't think this is going to happen very often. Like, I don't think he's about to just change the game. You know, it's a little bit like kind of a Steph Curry thing. Like I understand he's changed the game where you have kids, you know, throwing up three quarter shots all the you know, time now and shooting from the volleyball line in high school. But there's been very few that have come close to being comparative to the way he has played the game. And I feel like Otani is in, in his own way, kind of like that too. And so I also wonder how long is he going to do this for, you know, like, is he really, he gets five, 600 million from somebody. Maybe it's the Rangers. Uh, is he going to really continue to pitch and hit for the next five to ten years? That seems like that's asking a lot. That seems like like you see with Mike Trout. Obviously, he hasn't been playing. Like once you get on the other side of thirty, you know, some nagging injuries kind of start cropping up. So I just I'm trying to I've tried to take in as much of it uh, as I can because I I find it hard to believe this is going to last that much longer. I mean, I like that. You kind of like to get the Otani season ticket package. I mean, you're just every <laughs> chance. 
you get out there. Now, what about this Diggs deal? That had to be kind of exciting, a ripple. I mean, first day, you're just kind of settling in. Hey, let's see what Jerry has to say. And then, boom, here comes some uh, some big news right out of the chute. Five years, $97 million can make over a hundred million. Um, I mean, you knew it was going to come at some point. They were going to let Diggs go, but uh, surprised at all, they got it done when they did, or as quickly as they did. Or had you been maybe hearing some rumblings that something could be coming in this regard? I mean, I wouldn't say it's a surprise, just because it's been. They've made it pretty clear, even at the end of minicamp, that you know Stevens offered up the names. He's mentioned Trayvon Diggs and C.D. Lamb and Dak, and Terrence Steele, and so I kind of thought maybe one of those might get done before he even showed up here, but the fact that it happened right now isn't a huge surprise. I think the Cowboys generally like having that spotlight, especially when we're out here at training camp, the media coverage is all there, so it's like ramped up. It's a, you know, It ends up being a bigger deal, and just to be honest with you, because you obviously know this prof- profession from being in it longer than I have, there's a part of me that's just thankful for that news coming down, because the presser was kind of boring by, you know, training camp standards. And so when it got done, I was kind of like, ah, oh, I'll write about this. I'll write about that. Yeah. I'll, I'll touch on that. But it's not really that exciting. Jerry didn't say anything about a glory hole or he didn't say anything about <laughs> kicking the Giants' asses. And I'm just kind of disappointed. And then all of a sudden this happened. I'm like, yes, there we go. Now i got something to write about. So selfishly, uh, I was pretty happy about it. I'm worried that Saad Youssef may be taking – a lot of the big headlines out there. You're uh, he's going to be helping you at the athletic. So do not let Sod, you know, run away with some of those major storylines. Okay, I've worked with the young man, and uh, I mean he's a he's a he's a worker bee. But um, I would spend a lot of time at the beach, and I'd have Sod running down a lot of things. Okay, and just kind of work through that. By the way, do you ever go out to that DMN, the old compound y'all used to have, the Dallas Morning News? I mean that was. That was quite a house. I remember coming to visit you guys one time, and you all had a big house right there on the beach outside of Oxnard, right there near the uh, near the coastline. I mean, that was kind of a cool situation, wasn't it? It was um, in terms of how close it was to the beach. I, I will agree with you on that. But, mm. again, as you'll know from this profession that you've been in, when you stay at that house, you don't get any Marriott points. <laughs> so oh. there's, a part of, there's a part of me that doesn't mind staying three weeks and getting all those Marriott points either. But, no, you're right. That house is, is really nice. Actually, uh, the family that we rented it from, I think they recently had – I think their kids might have moved in there, so I don't think it's available anymore. But it was a nice house. So, I mean, uh, I ended up doing some research after we uh, stayed there and found out that about five houses down that uh, Dave Grohl uh, – from the Foo Fighters, used to have a house over there that he, he sold about uh, seven, eight years ago. So, I mean, that just gives you kind of the uh, valuation of the type of homes around there. So it was nice, don't get me wrong, but I also like these Marriott points. Yeah, yeah, Dave Grohl. I mean, I'd, I'd like to peek in there. You ought to, I mean, we ought, you ought to go by and say, hey, you mind? We heard Grohl used to have this house. Can we just kind of look around here? Maybe he left something behind. Ed Werder, part of the Doomsday Podcast, has Ed been, like, in a pretty good state of mind so far? Uh, it looks like I don't I, – you always kind of, you know, you worry his his uh, his air travel can be kind of tense, and they'll sometimes <laughs> lose his golf clubs and that kind of thing. And he was forced to play, like, spyglass – 
and Pebble with rental clubs, which is, you know, horror of horrors for Ed. Does Ed seem to be functioning pretty well out there? He does. I talked to him today for a little bit about Pebble Beach. I'm not a golfer, but I obviously know uh, yeah. how beautiful that course is. And he seemed very excited about that uh, opportunity he had to, to play there, pick up some gear, you know, things like that. And he just, he seems refreshed. He seems ready for this camp yeah. to take off. And so, uh, yeah, like I said, I, I mean, it. I appreciate it. I'm not a big golfer, but I do understand that uh, it, it is, you know, one of the best courses if you get a chance to play. And basically, uh, it's not easy to get on the on the waiting list. And then even if you are, it's pretty expensive. So yeah. sounds like that's a, a pretty pretty good deal. I, I actually, yeah. you know what? I want to say that I heard a story. You can you can correct me on this one. I want to say that maybe I heard Matt Mosley might have played there with maybe a former Cowboys quarterback or two. Is that true? <laughs> yeah, many moons ago, um, we did join number nine out there on the uh, on the Pebble Beach. Uh, Todd Wasn't Archer there was there as well. Maybe? Well, yeah, uh, Matt McBriar played with us okay. because Drew Bledsoe pulled out the morning of our round, and uh, <laughs> it was. Uh, I'll just I'll just never forget teeing off there with all those people milling around and they had already said no mulligans i'm like oh great you know uh and and they made that announcement no mulligans on the first tee and i'd not i hit a worm burner out there and the guy without missing a beat said mr mosley take another one (laughs) so without question that's the best place you played (laughs) pebble yeah i mean i i uh i like better than that (laughs) Uh, I like Battle Lake uh, out in the Waco area, uh, Cottonwood, Ridgewood, some of those courses. But yes, Pebbles probably the best I've I've played. Now, John Machota from the Athletic. Uh, John, your time is very important, so I, I do want to ask you this: Zach Martin. I mean, that was going to be the big story of the day. Diggs kind of takes over. I don't know if Zach has the stomach for this. Do you see any way? I mean, I can see Zach just not even being able to miss a practice or something. This is a big-time leader, and he's not going to go to Cabo like Zeke did during his holdout. I mean, I think it's going to kind of be tough on Zach to not be there leading and being with his teammates. How how dug in, that sounds like something Randy would say, how, how, how much do you think he has a stomach for this? And what what's a realistic timetable you think for for Zach Martin reporting to Cowboys training camp. I agree with you. I do think it'll be difficult for him to at least not be out here. You know, it's one thing to not practice, which he didn't do during OTAs at minicamp. And so when he was asked about that, he said that, you know, he was dealing with a little, uh, you know, kind of like a groin type pole type injury, like soft tissue is what he, I think he categorized it as that he just wanted to uh, be, be safe and be careful with it, you know? And I thought, okay, yeah, that's why he's not out there. Well, now this comes out and you're just like, oh, well, he wasn't going to do probably anything until he gets that contract reworked. And I'll tell you, you know, after Jerry left at uh, the podium, you know how it is, he walks off to the side and then a group of us start talking to him and asking him some other questions. And man, we were over off to the side with Jerry. He certainly seemed pretty dug in now in saying that it's not like he sat there and you know was taking shots at Zach because he knows how important he is to the team and, and, and let's be honest I mean he's played at a Pro Bowl level throughout his entire time with the Cowboys but uh it's the idea of you know honoring that contract and that agreement because he has two years left on it and so even though Jerry didn't say this is kind of I kind of reading between the lines it's one of those things where 
Yeah, you can do this for Zach Martin. You'll probably be fine. But then you also don't want to be doing this all the time because then anytime anyone has a good season, they could easily come back with a couple of years left on their contract and be like, hey, you know how you gave him a new deal? Give us a new one, too. So I could see both sides being pretty dug in. But I just, I don't know, maybe I'm underrating the whole offensive line aspect. But even if you told me that Zach Martin missed most of training camp, I still would expect him week one to be out on the field and playing at a, a Pro Bowl, All-Pro level. So, yeah, maybe it drags out and, and it, it might look ugly from the outside, but ultimately all it matters is that he's there week one because it's not like he's doing anything in the preseason games. And obviously they have a new offensive line coach and there's some moving pieces you would like to have him here for. Um, but I just I, I can't see him missing games, and I think that's ultimately the number one thing. So if he's not out here for a couple of weeks, maybe until something gets worked out or – or whatever, yeah, that's one thing, and it'll be a storyline. I just don't think it's 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 this that big of a thing right now. Could it you know balloon into that possibly? But as of right now, I, I just don't think it's it's this huge setback because if anything, it's going to give guys like Chuma Doga and Josh Ball and you know these 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 Matt Farniaks who you know they're going to get a ton of playing time with and first team reps without him being there, and those guys need as much first team reps as they can. So. I don't think it's all terrible, but obviously, yeah, you would you would prefer that Zach Martin be here. I'll do something called like the Farniak report when I when I arrive <laughs> tomorrow <you> and kind of <laughs> do that. Is there not anybody named Willetsko on the roster anymore? No, no, he's he's there, but he's he's more of your uh, he's probably your backup right tackle. I would say he okay. would be, he'll probably okay. be running with the twos at right tackle behind Terrence Steele. I love it running with the twos. Are you ready for your filming? I mean, you do a nice job of filming things, and and are they are you still going to be allowed to do that? I was a little worried when they said they had some new rules they wanted to talk to folks about, and I thought, oh no, do not cut Machota off from his uh, his filming. Are you ready? Is your camera up to its normal standards? I mean, you 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 take some nice uh, for a guy who doesn't have a TV background. You really do take some uh, some nice videos out there. I appreciate that, and believe me, when I get those emails every year when they say these are the new training camp guidelines, my heart stops a little bit too because I get a little nervous that they're going to take yeah. away some of that stuff. But no, uh, from talking to PR today, it seems like it's going to be the same as it's been, and it's, <laughs> it's kind of funny because I was talking to Todd Archer about this earlier today, how Jets training camp started earlier and how all these videos have come out of Aaron Rodgers and how just like there's like this excitement that comes from it, even though there's no pads on, they're basically, you know, play, you know, running on air type things like that. But there is something about this time of year and especially for a team like the Cowboys, who it's not like they're just practicing, you know, if you're a Cowboys fan in North Texas, you can't just go to the practices. They're out here in California. So I get it. There's a lot of Cowboys fans that they want to see as much of that content as possible because this is like, you know, this is the start of the new year. The excitement is ratcheted up and, you know, everyone's gearing up for a new season. So, yeah, this is a great time to put out all that stuff because I do think that mid-season, even if we were posting some of that stuff, I think people would lose some interest. But right now is the time, man. Now, now is the time to strike. And so, yeah, no, I'll be posting as many yeah. videos as I can possibly go. All right, and the the famous Archer quarterback chart, you know, or the uh, when he when he's when he's, when he's tracking all the throws. Uh, no one does it like Todd when it comes to tracking all that. Now, boy, you've caused a firestorm though with this picture uh, on Twitter. The, there's new fan tents out there at Cowboys training camp in Oxnard, and they're blocking the view 
for some of the local residents. Now, John, part of the the residents, when they're making a, a decision on where to live, I would think there are probably some people thinking, man, how cool would that to be to to have like a two-story right there on the practice fields and watch the Cowboys. Yet the fan tents have gone up in front of them. And you have this photo of this. Uh, John, have you, uh, have you, I mean, I, I kind of expect you to get over there and talk to some of those residents and get to know them a little bit and see what's on their mind. Uh, have they expressed frustration? I have not got over there yet. Um, um, that's that. It's probably on my list, but it's very far down on my list. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'm sure somebody else will 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 handle that. But yeah, I would say yeah. on that one side of the field, there's probably about mm, ten to twelve, you know, homes, and I would say five or six of them. Yeah, they're not getting much view of that practice field because those tents are up. So it, I don't know. It's you know, for people that haven't been out here. Basically, the, these houses um, back up to these two fields, but like when the Cowboys are out here, there's really not much going on in those fields. So it's not like they're not really blocking you from this great beach view or anything. It's just these two open fields that I think maybe high school soccer plays back there or something like that. So it really is only for those that there's something major going on for those, you know, that month that the Cowboys are out here. And so, yeah, there's people that like to sit on their back porch and be able to watch mm-hmm. uh, some practice, and that just, that's not going to be happening this year for about five or six of those people. And I'm sure they're not happy, but Hey, you know, Jerry Jones asked about it today and he said that they've all been invited to come over and watch. And so, uh, I don't know if he's got some type of special package set up for them, some VIP area with, you know, maybe get to call a play or two, but, um, from what I've heard, they're, they're not happy about this. Yeah. Parcells used to not like people showing up like in other jerseys, teams, jerseys, before you arrived on the scene, John, somebody showed up in like a Chiefs jersey and he had them removed from practice because he thought they were a spy. I mean, there's well, some hey, fun. When you, walk, when, you, <laughs> when you walk to the fields, it's funny you say it because when you walk to the fields from the media parking lot, uh, one unit has a Chiefs flag hanging in their window so or hanging out off their balcony. So you can see it every time you walk in. So it's kind of funny you specifically mention the Chiefs because, yeah, someone's trying to show that off right now. Showing the uh, the Chiefs off a little bit. Well, and by the way, are you um, rookie wise? Who are the uh, who? Who do you kind of even some of these under the radar types? Who are you kind of most excited to see out there at training camp uh, from a from a rookie standpoint? Because boy, the, uh, the 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 council apparently, according to McCarthy today, he said they were bragging on this rookie class like crazy. And they believe it's the best they've had over the last four years or whatever. What um, what are you kind of uh, – it, it doesn't have to be a rookie. It could be a second or third-year player. Wh- who are the couple players that you're really going to be zeroing in on? Well, yeah, I mean, number one out of the rookies is Mozzie Smith just because what we got to see from rookie minicamp, OTAs, and minicamp, they don't have pads on. I mean, how mm-hmm. how are you judging – I guess you could judge on your on the bend that the guy was showing, but how are you literally judging a, de- a defensive tackle, a uh, 350 pound defensive tackle when they don't have pads on? So when those pads come on, you know obviously you were looking forward to seeing him go against Zach Martin, which that might not happen for a while. But he's number one. Uh, number two has got to be Deuce Vaughn, just because he's had so much success at Kansas State, and you're just like the running back position seems like it can translate pretty quickly to the NFL, but he's just so small. Uh, I'm, I'm interested to see how they mix him in there, uh, what type of reps he could potentially get with the ones. DeMar, DeMarvion Overshone from Texas, where does he work in at linebacker? They they need help 
depth-wise at linebacker behind Leighton Vanderish and Damone Clark. So overshown for sure. I want to see how he works in there. And then the other guy would have been Luke Schoonmaker, but he's starting uh, camp off on the uh, uh, inactive list um, mm. because of the foot issue he's dealing with. And so that's not great because, you know, that was something that, that held back um, Jalen Tolbert last year, their third-round wide receiver. You know, they wanted him to hit the ground running, and he kind of dealt with with some injury issues during OTAs and minicamp. He kind of got behind in the playbook and was kind of overwhelmed, and we obviously didn't see much out of him. And Schoonmaker's a guy that at tight end, especially with Dalton Schultz being gone, you kind of want to see this guy contribute immediately. So he, he's not supposed to miss all of camp or anything like that, but he's, he's not going to be there for the start of camp. So whenever he gets out there, I think he would be pretty high on that list too. And then, like I said, with Tolbert, though, I mean, yeah, he was a rookie last year, but he didn't really make much of an impact. So he's pretty high on the list. I think everyone's going to have their eye on too because they need him to perform like at, like a number four receiver, number three possibly, someone that they can really count on. And, and they just didn't get any of that last year. All right. I hope Overshone uh, is not distracted by Clarence over on the – I mean, can you imagine <laughs> the way that Clarence E. Hill, uh, University of Texas graduate from 1971 – do you think, I mean, the way Clarence will cover Overshone, I, I don't know. I mean, that could be like a daily interview for him. Matt, Matt, it's fine. I'll take it because, you know, leading up to the draft, all, all those things you just said, that's all I kept thinking about with B. John Robinson. So whatever this will be, <laughs> will be on a JV level compared to what we could have been dealing with if they were drafted B. John Robinson. That would have been, I mean, outside of B. John, it's pretty much Vince Young would be the only one that would be on a different level. Uh, so when the whole talk of them parting ways with Zeke and the potentials of Bijan Robinson falling a little bit and them trading up and getting him and what we'd have to deal with with Clarence, we dodged that. So I, I'll deal with the overshone stuff. All right. Uh, we will uh, we will be in touch with you and I look forward to seeing you in person tomorrow. And uh, that'll be uh, that'll be great out there. John, appreciate you taking the time and uh, look forward to, to seeing you soon out there in Oxnard, California, and you can read John's work, of course, on The Athletic. And, uh, John, I'm sure some really good deals going right now uh, as you head into camp there, but uh, you folks can sign out, sign up and, and follow your work at The Athletic. Thank you, John. Anytime, man. Good talking to you. Good to talking to you. There he goes, John Mashoda uh, with uh, The Athletic. <laughs> 